US Rail Journeys, Episode 4, On the Train from San Francisco Through the Cascades to Portland, Part 2, Travelling on the Coast Starlight. about half an hour late. The train has just arrived at Chamol, a small town of only a few hundred residents and is the closest station to the vibrant Blue Crater Lake, which is in the crater of an extinct volcano. The area is primarily known for winter recreation, including an annual dog sled race where mushers race their dogs in competitions for prizes. In the summer, visitors come to camp, hike, swim and hunt. The station is unstaffed and consists of a platform with a long shelter. The platform is too short, so the train often makes a double stop to accommodate the 9,800 passengers who board here each year. That is an interesting telephone cover. It's not a telephone, it's a recorder. It's It's a recorder. I was going to say, does he have a name? Um, Well, (laughs) if it was orange or carrot coloured, it might have been called... (laughs) (laughs) Having left Chimolt, we're now going through an area that's heavily wooded with pine and in places you can see that there's been logging taking place. We're currently drifting along at, I'd say, 10 miles an hour, no faster, but it is a beautiful morning and the scenery is lovely up here. We've just about slowed to a halt to allow a freight train to pass us. There have been quite a lot of freight trains this morning and some through the night, and they're very, very long. I found some people who are travelling with us my name's Tim. Tim? Yes. Vita. So why are you on the train today? Um, I am traveling from Mount Shasta back home to Seattle. Well, Vancouver. So is that Vancouver in Canada. Washington or Canada? The real one. <laughs> the real, real one in British Columbia. The only one. The other one doesn't count. <laughs> so, so what made you decide to use the train? Well, my mom wanted to reenact her childhood memories of being on a train and I mean we could have taken a flight and it would have been a completely different experience but uh, we took a flight to San Francisco but we wanted to just have the journey of the train coming back your mother wanted or you wanted to recreate for your mother the uh, way she used to travel and where was that uh, in Russia so so you're Russian uh, yeah, like I was, I was born there, but I don't remember it. I was little when I left, but I, I do speak it. Ah, you speak Russian. Yes. I, I don't. <laughs> so are you enjoying it? 
the train. Yeah, yeah, I, it's, um, I usually love the train a lot more. I'm feeling a little bit motion sickness which I don't usually get on the train. So you'll be glad when we get to Eugene and you're able to get out. And yes, fresh air. Fresh air. Fresh air and oxygen, because you can't open any windows. Uh, <laughs> no, I think they may object if you open an oh, emergency window. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been contemplating it. I'm, like, thinking is taking a, a breath of fresh air when you're <laughs> <laughs> meeting a, an emergency. But apart from that, you're enjoying yourself. Oh, I'm enjoying myself, yeah. And it's a much nicer way to travel than flying. Oh yeah, no, flying is it's crazy going through the airport uh, to go in, and you still have to go through going out. It's horrible. No. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice every once in a while, but it's also good to have a different mode of transportation. Well, it's very nice to speak to you. Thank you well, very thank much. Thank you very much. Nice Lovely to, meet to meet you. you. Yes. <laughs> currently going through an area of unbelievable beauty. We're at the top of this valley, very deep valley, and the trees are just starting to turn to their autumn colors. We're currently descending the Cascade mountain range, and here we see spectacular mountain scenery, as well as going through 22 of the tunnels. The other thing is that the line here has very steep curves, and from where I'm sat, I can see the locomotive at the front of the engine as we go round following the hillside. So sat opposite me at this moment is a guy called Bob who comes from Colorado. He sat there looking um, at this amazing scenery with me. Bob, why have you decided to travel by train? Uh, it's the first time my bride and I have ever done it and uh, we're out on our way to visit family in Seattle but uh, the train just really seemed to be a great alternative to airline travel. Airline travel is, you know, is like being in a sardine can, and this is this is great, and we intend to do it again. I don't know where, but we int we intend to do it again. It's a great way of traveling around this country, and. Um, I had mentioned to you earlier some of the mountains that, that we, we have, we call home, that are about 14,000 feet. And, and um, with the grandeur of this Cascade Range, it, it feels like I'm at 14,000 feet. They just look a lot bigger than, the, uh, than they actually are. Spectacular, spectacular country. It is absolutely beautiful up here, isn't it? It is. It's 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 an entirely different kind of landscape with the mountains being largely pine and whatnot. But um, it's just gorgeous. Um, it's almost like being home, but but it's different, different enough to make the trip worthwhile. You said to me before I turned the microphone on that you live about 60 miles north of Denver. Uh, no, actually, it's about it's about four hours west. Ah, sorry, I, my mistake. And again, a much higher elevation. Denver is at, at uh, they call themselves the Mile High City, um, and uh, the, the top step of the, the the Capitol building is at one mile. Um, but in the flats where we live, 
in a valley underneath underneath um, this crown of mountains. Um, our our city is uh, a little over 7,000 feet, and then when we go up into what I call the hills, um, you can you can be at 14,000 feet pretty easily. So how did you get from your home to where you picked up this train? We uh, we flew from Denver from from Salida, which is my town. Uh, we flew, uh, flew from Salida to San Diego, um, and then picked up uh, picked up the train in San Diego, and we're pretty much going all the way up the coast. We're getting off in Seattle. So, so you had the sardine can first, and now you've got the enjoyable bit. Oh yeah, it, it's it's we've been meeting great people, uh, incredible. I've I've never seen country like this before. It's just incredible, and I feel, both my bride and I feel extremely blessed to, to be able to do this. She had been, she graduated from uh, uh, the University of Colorado um, in, with a degree in forestry and worked with the forest department for a couple of years, three years maybe. Um, so she was accustomed to this land before I moved out there, but we both are just stunned by the majesty of this much, much smaller topography, but equally grand, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense to me, and I, I should be seeing Colorado next week, so I should be able to make a comparison myself. But thank you very much for talking to me. More than welcome. Looking out of the windows on one side of the train, it goes up a sheer cliff face, whereas on the other side of the train, you're looking down through the trees when we get a break in the trees into a deep valley, with again the mountainside on the other side of the valley as the train slowly weaves its way downwards. Our speed has increased as well. We've actually moved from about 30 miles an hour up to about 45 miles an hour. And we're making good progress, though the track is a little bumpy at this stage. And we're passing through a number of small communities. A few minutes ago we went past a road. It even had markings on it. So it shows you that uh, the countryside is getting less wild and the human influence is getting closer. Passengers holding on to 11.45 lunch reservations. Put it on, car. We've currently got a regular stream of people making their way to the dining car for the first sitting for lunch. The train is now approaching Eugene in Oregon. We're about half an hour late. The town is named after the town's founder, Eugene Franklin Skinner, who erected the first cabin in the area in 1846. Since then, it has grown to become the second largest city in Oregon. Eugene is also the westernmost city in the Amtrak system. The station was originally built in 1908. In addition to the Coast Starlight, it acts as the southern terminus for the Amtrak Cascades route. The station saw 93,200 passengers last year. 
Notable people from this area include the actor David Ogden Styers, who played Major Charles Winchester in the television series MASH. So here I am on the platform at Eugene, the first real air that I've had since I left Emeryville last night. It's a beautiful hot afternoon and we're waiting for the clearance for the train to be able to leave in a few minutes. A lot of passengers at the end of the platform waiting to join the train and it's given me a chance to take a few photographs of the train itself. The one thing I must make sure I avoid is getting left behind because apparently quite a few people wander off and when the train goes, it goes that those who like a smoke or whatever also get a smoking break because of course the trains are 100% non-smoking. As we head out of Eugene, we pass through significant numbers of freight yards and it's very interesting to note that the trucks on the freight trains have the same level as graffiti as they would have at home in Britain. Stealing a few minutes with CJ, who looks after the parlour car, I think you call it, isn't it? Yeah, we call it the uh, Pacific Parlour car. And that's something that's unique to this train? It is. Uh, the parlor car is only on the, uh, the Coast Starlight. Only, only train in the Amtrak system that has one of these parlor cars. Now, what do you do? Uh, I am a little bit of a one-man show over here in the parlor car. It's kind of a combination of the dining car and the lounge car. So I'm part, um, uh, part bartender. Uh, I give out wine tastings to folks. And I also do uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner as well. When the train left yesterday, what time did it leave Los Angeles yesterday? Uh, at 10.10 in the morning. So I left 10.10 in the morning yesterday, and it arrives in Seattle this evening. Uh, assuming we're on time at yeah. 8.12 uh, this evening. And you've been on duty the whole time? Uh, well, they allow me to sleep a little bit, but other than that, yes, uh, I've we work uh, on average between 12 and 18 hour, eight, uh, 18 hour days. But uh, the, the nice part is we, yeah, it's long, long days, but you work four days and then you get some days off afterwards. So like myself, this is my regular route. I've been here uh, almost eight years now, so I'll get six days off when I get, when I get back in. Well, that's not bad then. Not bad at all, no. You arrive in Seattle. Mm -hmm. When do you then make the return journey? Uh, the very next morning. So uh, not much of a layover with this train for us, but um, yeah, we'll get in at eight o'clock at night, and uh, by six forty-five in the morning, I'm heading back to the train to, to get a prep for everybody. So they let you off the train for the night. They don't make <laughs> you sleep on the train. No, no, yeah, they actually put us up in a in a hotel and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what made you take this job? Um, <laughs> really, it was, I, I didn't like my previous job, um, and I had a brother-in-law who was actually looking to become a train engineer, um, and at the time, it sounded interesting to me. Uh, this was back when our recession was happening, so they were, it was a school where you'd pay $27,000 to get taught to be a train engineer, to be certified, and they'd help you get a job. Well, that was the part that threw me was them saying they'll help you find a job. And so I started looking into it. I'm like, well, are there even any train engineering jobs out there once I pay this money? And 
stumbled across the Amtrak website and was like, well, you know what? I could start from you know this position. I know how to how to do a bar and serve and everything. And uh, once I came here, I decided I actually didn't want to do that. I, I like the hours, the the way of life on the train versus driving the train. So I decided to stay. And yeah, that's, that's great. Is your home in Los Angeles or uh, about 60 miles? East of there in uh, Lake Elsinore. Is that where you grew up, or? Uh, no, I grew up in or uh, Orange County, California, uh, which is about 50 miles south of LA. But still in the same general area. General area. Yeah. It isn't that you've come from out east or anything like that. Uh, when I was a kid, actually, yeah, I was born <laughs> in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh. But I've been in California since I was 10 years old. So oh, right. Most of my life. Yeah. And what is the highlights of this route to you? the highlight um, there's a couple parts uh, depending on the time of year I love when you're going southbound on the train right as summer is ending uh, we go by Vandenberg Air Force Base and we're right along the coast and usually people are having their dinner right as the sun is setting on the ocean and it's a spectacular view and another one is earlier this morning we were going to the Cascade Mountains and that during the winter time it looks just like a postcard just all those pine trees we saw earlier just covered in snow and just a winter wonderland well i mean it was unbelievable this morning so yeah yeah just imagine the snow covered it's it's quite the sight well thank you very much You're very well and uh, and thank you for your hospitality on this my train pleasure, as well. my pleasure i have to say i think the crew are brilliant <laughs> thank you thank you well i'll say the, the crew does help make your journey, you know, it's, uh, the journey's there, but if you got a good crew, it makes it even better, you know? It does. Yeah. So thank you. We're just leaving Albany in Oregon, and we're still about half an hour late, I would say. Albany is reported to supply 95% of the USA's grass seed. And what began as a small and prosperous river town in 1845 is today a lumber and agricultural centre. The station was built in 1909 and is one of the oldest continuously operating stations in the United States. It saw 33,700 passengers in 2016. The train has now just pulled into Salem, Oregon station. I have to say that the station building is very, very impressive. It looks like some old baronial mansion. Salem's the state capital and third largest city in Oregon. The top of the capital building has a gold-plated statue of a man holding an axe. It's supposed to represent the spirit of the people who first settled in Oregon. The city is in the valley of the Willamette River and it is thought that the area has been inhabited for over 10,000 years. The city is also home to four prisons, including the only maximum security prison in the state of Oregon. Salem used to be a well-known centre for the cherry industry. Today, it's the home of Kettle Foods, the well-known potato crisp manufacturer. The railway station, which as I said a few moments ago, was very imposing, was built in 1918. And it's built in the Beaux Queen Anne style, and from the road could be mistaken for a rich person's mansion. 61,200 passengers used it in 2016. Once we have left Salem Station and proceeding northward, we will see the agriculture of the Willamette Valley in full view. If we were in spring, we'd see daffodils and tulips bloom, 
and the region is also famous for raspberries, blackberries and strawberries. Oregon City is the start of the Amstrad Cascades route, but not a stop for the coast starlight. Oregon City was the first city incorporated west of the Rockies, founded in 1842, and was the original capital of the Oregon Territory and the west end of the famous Oregon Trail. We're passing through the city now and we see waterfalls as well as huge paper mills that are evidence of the state's significant lumber industry. The Coast Starlight has now arrived in Portland. I've had a very enjoyable trip and I'd like to thank all the train crew and those people who I've been able to speak to whilst on the train for their contributions to this podcast. I now have to get my bags together, get off the train, pass through Union Station, find a taxi and get to my hotel for the two days that I'm spending here in Portland. I'll speak to you later. This podcast has been made by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening. 